Hey, you. Yes, you. You don't need to craft something amazing out of your existence. You're already wonderful. Welcome to Dice Therapy. Chunk it as hard as you can at the back of this thing, right at the base of its neck, as it's still trying to bite down towards the barbarian. The barbarian sees the tip of the javelin come out as there's all this icker. It slumps and collapses. On top of the barbarian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Te- technically, there's enough of it still underground. Also, not all of it had come out. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, out of the ground. oh, dang. And this one, I'm going to burn it. We're here. So, yeah. Awesome. That They're we- a good. 15 feet stretched out. Oh gosh. I'm glad we didn't see all of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Can we loot the bodies? I want to loot the bodies. I want to pick my Shiny scimitar up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you back your hand axe. Thanks. And then I want to loot some bodies. I want to do that too. So right. I'm going to pick up my scimitar and go to get the children. Yeah. I don't want to touch the things that the bugs were touching, so you guys can have it. <laughs> Because he is more interested in the safety of the children okay. as well, so I want the stuff. So yeah, I want the stuff. Scimitar, you go back and get the kids. They're happy to come back out. The two boys are just like, uh, you know, normally boys like bugs, but not when they're this big. And the little girl is like, I want to go touch it. No, <laughs> no touch. You start looting the body with the guy with the shiny yes, stuff. Yes, investigate him as well because I want to know where he came from. As you're uh, rolling the body, you get three gold rings off his fingers, earring, and in his pocket, ivory pipe that is carved with like a wizard's head. Ooh. Short sword and that he was attacking with. That. It looks very sharp. Do you want the he... sword? <laughs> Studded leather, or heavy crossbow strapped to his back. I'll go for the guy that came out of that one. Right? The oh, that's right. I almost forgot about him. Three knives on him. Take those. A set of thieves' tools. Nice. I'll take the best guy. You might want to take another set in case you break. True. Silver chalice that has religious symbols, and he was wearing a pair of goggles. I'll take those too. So can I further look into the crystal that I picked? Go ahead and make me an arcana check. Well. You see there's some sort of gilding around the crystal that does have some sort of rune on it. It doesn't have a glow to it anymore. If it was magical, whatever properties in it could have been expended. Okay. When this came out of the creature, it mm-hmm. did start backing away. Perhaps this might have been like a control mechanism? Okay. Anybody looking at the guy with the table leg? You were, in- you were interested table in the leg. table leg. Oh, I don't know if I want it. Oh, <laughs> But I will look at all his other stuff. Sure. Okay. He's, got, he's got the big table leg. It looks like it used to be an ornately carved table leg off of some wealthy, wealthy table that he must carry as a trophy. You do remember that he dropped a bag before he started the fight. Looking into that, it is a haversack with all these different pockets all over it. Inside of there is a set of silver plates, knives and forks, two bottles, elvish runes written on them. One is half drunk, the other one's still stoppered. It's like an elvish wine. You've got more dishes. Yeah, I think I wine before you. That's great, that's what I need. I see the bag, and I take the bag. 
Okay. Looking at the dishes, sniffing at them, looking at the forks. What are these? Throwing for? them out. I don't they're, care. They're clean. They're, I don't they care about them. I and don't want them. They're silver. You keep them. the silver. Y'all keep it them from the silver. <laughs> <laughs> I don't keep the out. silverware. Because I want the bag to put what, more weapons What was the silverware? <laughs> silver service sets. Man, you really don't like service sets. So I'm throwing them out. <laughs> I don't care. I have the bag. I'm kind of grabbing like the short sword, so I have one more short sword. Picking, collecting my weapons, and I walk towards Yao. One more thing in the bag, now that you've pulled everything out, mm -hmm. there was a small bag, yay big, look about the size of a dice bag. I'll look inside while I'm walking and sniffing. You open it up, there's like these small little fluff balls. I'm keeping them. <laughs> look like little pom poms. Can I investigate what they are? Make an arcana check. Heck yeah! It like some kind of fungal spores, to be honest. Bye. They look like little puffs of Can anyone else come take yeah, a look in I, your hand? I won't touch. Can I, I like, I will hold it up? Yes. Yeah, make an arcana check. Eleven. You're thinking because of their conformity of shape and the difficulty of pulling them out that you can't pull more than one out at a time. You're thinking there's some sort of enchantment going on here, but you're not sure what the magic is behind it. And you're like, I need to go check on Yao. And you look up, Yao's gone. <gasps> tracks, tracks in the mud. <laughs> I have to touch it. I hold it out. He can look inside. Touch it. <laughs> okay, identify on the bag. The bag is known as a bag of tricks, and its color is gray. What you can do is use an action pull one of the objects out of the bag and throw it up to 20 feet. When it lands, roll to see what kind of creature suddenly appears. Oh my oh. gosh! We have a whole army now. <laughs> well, you've got three. Do they obey you? The creature is friendly to you and your companions, and it acts on your turn. You can use a bonus action to explain <laughs> how it moves. Yay, because he's not new pet pets. anymore. <sighs> I'm so happy. <laughs> All that I is wanted, one of the neater things we do. Yeah. All I wanted was a pet. And Kezi said no. Yeah, <laughs> away. I finally have pets that have to be my friends. <laughs> Kezi, your friend. Not pet. It's not the same. Uh, Kezi knows that. <laughs> Why do you think Kezi made that distinction? <laughs> Maybe a nature check? 16. You know the anakeg? The plates are as hard as steel. If you were to get some of the plates off the body, they could be crafted into potential plate armor, shields, something like that, or sold to someone that could craft it. You also know that there is enough acid still in the body. You could collect some of the acid to be used later. You guys can get those plates if you want to. I'm going to collect some of the acid. Since these things burrow through the ground, we've also heard tale their stomach contents could contain various minerals. Is it worth it? <laughs> Does someone want to cut their stomachs open? Okay. Well, <laughs> my question earlier, since I've expended some of my resources using the orbs that I created, are there things laying about that I could collect to replenish? Bits and bobs? Make me a arcana check. Okay. Uh, 22. The claws that the Ankeg had. Okay. The way that the acid seemed to actually move through built in grooves and chambers in it, it's about the size of a greatsword. So you could probably fashion a sword out of one of those claws 
and then you would be able to put a vial stuff. of acid or something in it so that when you hit, it, it would, would go through the chamber. I'm taking one of those because he likes that. And was anybody collecting plates or opening up or something? Kezzy does that. Kezzy's gonna go find a place and down. Kezzy almost died. I collected some acid, but I'm not. I'm not interested in the stomach. I'm interested. I'm just keeping the one dead guy's three gold rings as earrings in his ivory pipe. Yeah
Yeah. Someone ask the brats where they're from. Cassie <laughs> wants to know kittens. Where where's your family? They're they're in Bronx that way. Looks like we're going to Bronx. Can we take a nap first? You want to go to an inn? Yeah, I mean, yeah how far away is it? How long is it going to take us to get there? Are we going to run into trouble on the road? It's a few hours' walk. Ten days, then. Well, I don't Let's know. see. Five mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So we can get to town in time to have a nice rest. Yeah, pretty good. Okay. We're going Let's to walk. Alright, let's start walking. As you start walking, over on the far end, there is a knee <laughs> coming from the tight up horse. Okay, only one? We can put only the children one. on them. It... It's children will all ride together. Okay. So, so load up yourself on the horse. And Kezzy will take the... Put the kids on the horse and take the reins? I'll take the reins. Yeah. And lead the horse. The kids are pointing the direction towards town. <laughs> it's just the whole time. That <laughs> way! <laughs> Wait till I tell Mom and Dad about the giant bugs. <laughs> and the... And the... And the... And the... Oh, we forgot about Yao. His footprints went off somewhere. Do we at least have a general direction of where he might have gone? For a while, they're going the same direction as you, and then you lose them as okay. he moves into more of a rocky area. Hope he died. <laughs> we will never know. Unless he's in town. You're about an hour away from the mines, heading towards town. The little girl suddenly has an exclamation, My basket! And her shifting on the horse and spurring it makes the horse jot off. Oh, I'm going to bribe you all with an inspiration, let the kids get away, and then go after them. Oh. We follow them and we find where she must have left her basket, where she must have been taken from. You know, we might find more hints. I really don't care if she gets crushed by the horse. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Your well, Kezzy would probably take it because she's kind of become invested in keeping the kids safe. Mm-hmm. She's just got a soft spot for kittens, so. I'm invested in Kezzy. Follow Kezzy. <laughs> no, no pressure. Dad, you make the final call. Okay. Oh. She needs to mark down that you all have an inspiration. Four starts off, and you can pursue it, but you keep track of it, disappears into a small thicket of trees, just over a hill. And as you push your way through the thicket of shrubs, looking for them, you come out in a small clearing of sorts. In the clearing is a tomb made from four large stone square slabs that are sitting on top of a smaller base. The tomb is covered in moss, is stained with the elements from years and years of it being out here. You see some sort of inscription carved in, and you're standing on just the edge of the clearing. If they are also ghosts, I'm going to be so upset. I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> well, we had to heal the one boy earlier, so I don't think he's a ghost. Can you do a nature check as you're surveying the scene? In fact, anybody that wants to make a survival well, or a nature check, yeah. Nope. Nine. Thirteen survival. Nice. Yes. Twice. A pale blue flower growing around the tomb. With your twenty, you know that the pale blue flower is the blue labella and can be used to cure poisons. Oh, I would like to pick some. Stepping closer to the tomb to pick some flowers, you feel a chill run up your spine. There's also a burning sensation on your cheek. Oh. As where my constellation is. Lots of trains today. Mm-hmm. I didn't run into any on the way here, but I almost did. Mm. 
as that starts to aflame with a blue light. <laughs> you look radiant. As you're, as you're feeling this, you stop and you look at the stones, the inscriptions on the stones begin to glow and the moss begins to burn away. So, okay, I'm going to pick up those flowers and okay. then I want to go and see if I can read the inscription. Picking up flowers or three doses. And once all of you get closer to these stones, all of your birthmarks start glowing in this blue light. Oh, you've got blue light coming out of your eyes. Can't see mine, I've got you. You feel it in your boots burning. And through the storm clouds up above, there is a small break in the clouds as light shines down on the top of the tomb. Where there was no inscription before, the inscription starts carving itself in with the light fades. Can I read it? Yeah. Okay, the left side says, Stranger trouble not the bones, here lies one of mortal part who held a star within their heart. Tom says, And when conspirators assail, then these may yet avail to cast from exalted place that which bears a dead man's face. And when they come that came before, the star shall fall to earth once more, to stand against her might again, who rises from her sleep profane. That last one does not rhyme. Maybe <laughs> if you have an accent. It's, if you, it's a slant rhyme, isn't it? You have to say it a certain way. <laughs> oh, wow. Alright, so we got she? an evil she. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what was behind the doors. I'm picturing that lady from the first season of the Power Rangers. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would like to put my hand on the stones. I told you not to. to no. no! I just wanted to run my hand on the stone. Whereabouts in the stone? Along the top edge. Okay. The stones are just a little warm. Other than that, well, weather-worn quartz rock. So standing here, heartbeats go by. And once again, you hear the world around you. The rustle of trees comes back. Are we still The glowing? sprinkles of rain. The glow has slowly faded from your birthmark. Then you hear the out chinks of armor and the rustling leaves on the ground. And small, tiny voice says, You are all now my royal prisoners. That confused look is what I was going for. Kezzy's <laughs> <laughs> tail poofs just a little bit because obviously it startled her. What? You turn and look around. You see Noel Pups, about <laughs> three foot tall, dressed in various oversized armor. One has a helmet that's way too big, trying to carry a short sword that it can barely lift. As it lifts it, the helmet comes down. It has to put the sword down to adjust the helmet to lift it. And it's just constant <laughs> There's two that have similar markings, carrying a spear, one at the top, one at the end. This sort of scene plays out all around the clearing. The one that spoke has a tiara made from twigs and flowers and bones. One arm appears to be withered in some way. With the other arm, she leans heavily on a walking stick because you can see that she also has a deformed leg on the same side. Through this heavy, heavy lisp, she once again says, You are all my royal prisoners. You must come with me. We surrender. 
<laughs> to the cuteness. Oh my goodness. I get down on my knees. We surrender. Who are you guys? Where did you come from? Silent prisoner or be muggled. <laughs> this is the first one, oh gosh. <laughs> How many of them are there? Uh, you would say about a dozen. Various sizes. A certain kind of perception <laughs> Every, check. Everybody make a perception check. Okay. 13, 16, 14, 14, 15. All of you see through this. <laughs> looking past that towards the thread, you start seeing some eyes through the trees that are at your level. Oh. And making eye contact with these eyes, they know you see them. You see some regular sized gnolls just kind of stepping out. They don't want to interfere with what's going on, but you get the vibe of they're there to enforce the will of the little one. (laughs) This way. She starts kind of limping, leaning heavily on her walking stick. The rest come up behind you. The two with the spear kind of poke at one of you to get moving. Hey! <laughs> Watch Kessie's tail. Watch it. I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll go. I'm going. You start heading after the princess who has captured you. The other pack of gnolls come in behind to just form an escort. You hear the little girl's voice that you rescued from the mines. I found my basket! And she breaks out into the clearing as the two boys come out as well. Come back, you... Uh, (laughs) The boys look around, they kind of take a step back. The one that has been talking to you through a list turns around. Ah, Princess Anicia, come to the village. (laughs) And starts heading back off. And the little girl walks up and starts walking beside... Oh, oh, they're hurting each other. Oh, my God. I don't trust any of this. This is, <laughs> this is just too much. I think we need to stop. <laughs> I told you all we should take it a nap. <laughs> the small path becomes visible through the brush. It has been cut, and every once in a while you see a colorful piece of ribbon or something wrapped designating a trail, but you don't see them until you ride upon them. Through a series of twists and turns, you emerge into a rough-cut clearing. Tree stumps scattered about, colorful tents, and a pavilion set up in the center. Small cook fires scattered about. There is a group of around 30 gnolls that have set up a camp here. Tents are very colorfully decorated, working at various tasks, some cooking, some cleaning hides, some sharpening blades, some trying to fashion armor pieces from this and that. The escort of the queen stops at the pavilion. One knoll from the back of the pack dashes around and disappears into another tent that's just a little larger and a little more colorful than the rest, a little more decorative. The queen slowly walks towards it as the rest kind of signal for you to stay right here. A chest is brought out and the lid is opened and this tall knoll points at each of you. It is a black orb with chunks of rock still around it. Looks like it might have been recovered from a ruin or something, as the black orb has been broken free from a pillar, but there's still chunks of the pillar attached to it. I feel like we're in Never Neverland, and I just don't trust any of it.
If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends, leave us a tip, or give us a comment. We would love to hear from you. For player bios, music, and song attribution, please visit our website, dicetherapyap.pinecast.co.